right, well, we are digging into Ephesians. We are on week six here in our Ephesians series, and I'm super excited because this week here on Touchpoint, I'm with Judy. And so Judy is our family ministry director. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know, I'm Matt. I'm our online and connections pastor. And uh, just really excited. We were in Ephesians, the first part of chapter three. Yes. Um, And so we're going to just take some time to read it and then just have a little conversation. Just excited, Judy, to to hear um, just you lending your voice to this conversation um, yeah, as we've just been me. on this this journey this summer, both in person, online, as we've been just unpacking God's Word on Sundays, but then also mm-hmm. in this space here to um, just foster further dialogue and conversation. So yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go ahead and start. Um, so we're reading 13 verses and then... Um, Yeah, and so we're just going to read this and and dive in. So um, this is verse 1 of chapter 3. It says, For this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly, when you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power." To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things so that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus, our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. So I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is your glory. Hmm. So there's so much there, um, but I just love in this passage where Paul is kind of just unpacking this idea of like on behalf of the Gentiles. And so, um, Right over and over, we we see this uh, a few times throughout, where it's mm-hmm. this um, right this message that was this covenant promise for the Jews, but now yes. through Christ is extended to the Gentiles, which is just means to everybody. Yeah. Um. And so I I think even though there are these tensions of feeling like um, the gospel, this good news, is it for me? Is it for this specific group of people? Um. Those tensions we have, and so. Yeah, I think even as we look at the reality, um, right? We we joke about some of this stuff of like the upbringing. So like, I grew mm-hmm. up in, in Akron, and mm-hmm. where did you grow up? I grew up in Hartville, okay. small town USA. Okay, so it's like very different of mm-hmm. like city life. Like there's yeah. things where it's like, oh, Gina like loves horses, my wife, and mm-hmm. and so like there's that whole countryside, and I'm like, uh, I can get through like pushing a push mower yeah. on my little bit of land, but anything else than that, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. Yeah. Um, and I might be comfortable throwing hay bales and, yes, you know, and having farm life yeah, and the right? things I experienced. But but there is something about that, even in that, the specific pockets of the places that, that God entrusted to us in the mm-hmm. sense of like we were born here, we were raised in this. And then even the way that as we go through life that God sometimes draws and softens our hearts to specific places or people. And so I'd love Absolutely. Judy just to... 
maybe talk a little bit. So like, how have you seen or experienced, right? God's call, mm-hmm. um, either for yourself or as you've right served in the local church of, right. This call to right bring the, the message of the gospel, this good news of Jesus to a specific people, yeah. um, in light of right this greater work that God's doing to redeem and restore mm-hmm. all things to yeah. himself. Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, this is something that my personal experience with it has looked like being super sensitive to what the Holy Spirit's prompting mm-hmm. me to do um, as far as stepping in with specific groups, or even um, as I've walked in community with others yeah. who have also been um, just trying to navigate, you know, who is God calling me to? And I think first and foremost, I will always say that the people and the places that um, that we are in in regular rhythms are those who God's entrusted to us. And so I will say in my natural spaces, I try to be very aware of who those people are. Um, sometimes it's it's very natural and organic, and sometimes it's super intentional, like, yeah. oh, this is a group that, that may not be hearing the gospel otherwise. Uh, I remember a time where I was in community with um, my husband and I um, were in community with some friends who felt like God was calling them to something very different. And it was their, Mm. it was, it was saying no to something that they had continued to do in a regular rhythm with our community group. And they decided that they needed to step in more specifically and intentionally with their neighborhood. Mm. And it was this um, group that I would say had, exposure to the gospel, but definitely not regular rhythms. And so they knew that God was calling them or felt very strongly that God was calling them to an intentional time commitment with their neighborhood. And so they had to pray Mm -hmm. through and discern, I won't continue to meet with this group so that I create margin or I create a free space in my time for this specific group that God's entrusted to us. And that came out of their regular rhythms. So Mm -hmm. there are times where I believe God calls us out of something to actually call us into something else. Uh, Another specific example with that, um, out of that same community group, there was a time where um, one of our missionaries, Tim Talley, he... um, when I say our missionaries, one of the North Canton Chapel missionaries that we support, um, he actually felt, and he was doing, you know, these meetings with people and pouring into people's lives. And he felt very strongly that there was a people group that God had placed a burden on his life. And we prayed with him and um, together as a group about what does that look like for him to step away from these relationships Mm. and then into a very foreign land Mm. and go to Thailand and really, you know, step into a group that um, in a lot of ways is unreached or in a very different context from what our everyday spaces were. And that's another example of where I see God calling him out of something because it wasn't that he wasn't serving in that space, but he was very much being called into a specific area there. And and I love that. Like both examples you shared. um, I think sometimes we, we miss this in in ways that maybe we've let like culture or the world sneak into. Mm Because I think a lot of times when we think of leaving, it's usually, I have a problem with this. They're not Mm -hmm. meeting this. They're not doing this. But both of those were like, you could have sat back and said, well, I, I'm in community, right? We're, we're studying God's word, right? We're gathering mm-hmm. together. We're breaking bread. We're worshiping. Right. So, right, so I'm good, right? Yeah. Right. Like, look, yeah. look at, look at my life. Look at mm-hmm. the, my rhythms. 
but hearing both of those where it's very much this um listening to the lead of the holy spirit of not that there was nothing good about that season but that they said but there's you know yeah. it's very much this like obedience for mm -hmm. them actually would have been even though for some it was obedience was staying yeah for them staying would have actually been disobedience which mm -hmm. is really hard and that's kind yeah. of cultural but like that's the gospel that's mm -hmm. jesus of saying right not that this thing is is bad but if this isn't the good that jesus has asked me to step mm -hmm. into yeah. right we talked in earlier in ephesians 2 10 where it says right for the good works which god prepared beforehand that you should walk in them mm -hmm. and so i love both of those because it is that reliance on right the leading of the holy spirit and it's you know, and, and even in that, like, how do we discern that? Because it's not like the, oh, you know, we don't really like this, or I'm not really getting mm -hmm. this, or I'm not really doing it. I think sometimes we, like, mask, like, what we don't like or what feels uncomfortable. And then we say, well, I think God's just calling us elsewhere versus right. this. I mean, I just can't shake, like, this this overwhelming, like, that there's these people here that God keeps bringing to my mind. There's yes. this this country, this location, this city, this mm -hmm. workplace. Um, and, and I think that's that tone of the, I, if I don't do this, then I'm being disobedient, which is really hard. Right. And it's really hard because a lot of times like, there's the wisdom from others, but what could be obedience to you mm -hmm. um, isn't always going to necessarily reflect the same in that sense of that that calling or going and proclaiming that good news right. to this specific people. Mm -hmm. um, and we have to hold that well because there's that tension because then yeah. it's like I could easily get offended and say, we don't care about me mm -hmm. anymore. And it's not yeah. about that. We're no. still, right, same team, same family, Absolutely. other side of the world, mm -hmm. uh, right down the road. Yep. Yeah. If you look at um, even the example of Paul and Timothy mm -hmm. and how they went out separately and the way that the gospel is proclaimed in different ways to different people, mm -hmm. God has a big plan. And when yeah. we actually see each other as all being together for the same mm -hmm. goal and the same team that we are all for the kingdom of God, yeah. and it is not about um, building my kingdom. It is not about yeah. building the North Canton Chapel yeah. kingdom, mm -hmm. but honestly to work together to, to say, how has God burdened my heart and how has God equipped me to go out and share the gospel in yeah. spaces that I am entrusted with? Yeah. 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 So looking at that, because I think what's hard about, um, right, with burdens is a lot of times there is this sense of needing to weigh um, where has God called me and trusted me to. But then also a lot of times, right, that with, with a burden, um, when you step out, right, because mm -hmm. both of those are examples of you have this existing probably rhythms and support and, and comfort. You've figured mm -hmm. out all those things, but stepping out sometimes with it comes suffering. Um, and having to walk through some of these trials. Mm -hmm. And so how have you even seen that? And, you know, maybe just for you personally of like the, the needing to, to cling to Jesus, but mm -hmm. then even the dynamic that sometimes changes when you move from, okay, I have this group, this community that's with me in this yeah. to, okay, if I step out into this, the relationship and dynamic changes, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to be oftentimes it's there's going to be more trials more suffering more burden that mm -hmm. i feel and i feel a little bit more isolated yeah and and probably some frustration like i'm thinking yeah. back to those days and i'm not going to say even that there weren't some of those feelings mm. um and i think we have to take every thought captive mm. um that is obviously yeah. a thing that every person if they're honest you know is going to wrestle through yeah. but i think 
it has to constantly be um, evaluating it against the eternal perspective that mm. we should have. Mm. So if I'm suffering, if I'm experiencing frustrations, struggles, trials of any kind, am I looking at my current situation as being um, my hope or my realities, or am I actually looking at life, life in light of eternity? And I think when we have perspective of what God's calling us to today being something that has an eternal um, effect or consequence, yeah. it can change the way that I feel the the heaviness of the burden or the suffering doesn't mean it makes it easy. It doesn't. It's, it's going to be a thing that we still have to wrestle through the, the, trials but understanding the character of god understanding who he is and that means my relationship with him has to be tethered tightly mm. and i have to actually know that god sees the big picture he is sovereign he knows all things and will work it out for good um, for his purposes and so it's a trust thing too yeah. uh, suffering is not anything that any of us want to ask for. Even I could lighten that statement to say discomfort is nothing mm. that any of us want to ask for. But the reality of my personal growth has never come in seasons where things are really easy. Mm. I've grown the most in times where I have been stretched. I'm suffering even by the slightest discomfort that I have because God knows that ultimately that is what's actually good for me, even when it's hard. Yeah. So I love that you even talk about this, right? So we talk about this tension of burden for specific people groups um, mm -hmm. and even the sense of suffering or discomfort. And so I know even for you, like your heart as family ministry director is for the next generation for mm -hmm. coming alongside both parents um, mm -hmm. or or grandparents, right? Adoptive guardians, whoever yeah. that is, but then also for this next generation. So how have you seen that play out um, or even speak to maybe a, a word um, to speak, right? Maybe peace over someone's discomfort who thinks that maybe mm -hmm. they can't step into that space for the next generation. Yeah. Um, and, and just share a little bit like the burden that I know is just so clear in, in all you do um, mm. in the spaces that we've shared conversations yeah. Um, yeah, for the next generation. Yeah, I, I mean, there's so many things I could say to that because I think as adults, regardless of where you're at, mm -hmm. anything beyond, um, you know, millennials and, and older, I will say, if you feel um, like you have nothing that you can connect with or nothing that you can, you know, offer to the next generation. I would say that your life experience is going to be what connects you and the same sin mm. struggle that every human has mm. is going to connect you in a way that you could pour into the next generation or even um, one of the things that I personally look to is people that are in the next stage from where I'm at mm. to look to to encourage me in the stage I'm at with parenting. Um, so I think we have those who could encourage the next generation. We also have those who um, could encourage parents that are in the mm -hmm. phase of parenting the next generation. I think there's so much that we can offer when we actually step in and are willing to make ourselves a little bit uncomfortable. It yeah. doesn't mean that we're always going to step in and go, yeah, I can clearly see why I'm mm -hmm. here in that moment. But years down the road, there may be a, 
an aha moment or even Mm. not the side of heaven. Maybe we won't know it, but reality is seeds are planted. I think support for each other in life, not Mm. just in the next generation, but in life is so important. And that means being um, authentic enough that we can actually share uh, what God's done in our life. It doesn't mean that we have to always, um, you know, step in with every single person, but there are yeah. going to be those people that God entrusts to yeah. us. Well, I love that. And I think even if we've seen anything as we've unpacked this so far, right, there's always this, this sense of, right, what's the same as Jesus. Mm-hmm. But then there is a little bit of this, um, in all seasons, in all places with all these different people groups mm-hmm. coming together. And so I think that is, even as you're talking like a, a challenge for us and mm-hmm. and even as you you started sharing these stories of there are these rhythms they had mm-hmm. but then there are these other rhythms that it was like okay this is where god is, is calling us and i think that's a good word for us to evaluate and say if if all my rhythms don't have a little bit of like tension discomfort like we should all have the sameness of jesus mm-hmm. but then if if i look around and i say everybody seems to be in the same season of life, um, then, then maybe that's a challenge for us to say, do, do I, is God maybe trying to get my attention and say, there's something else that, right, that yes. I need you um, to, to step into, mm-hmm. that you have something to offer, right? Because this isn't, the kingdom of God is not that I work for so many years and then retire and get to just, mm-hmm. right, be with people my same age, or I right. get to just go into this community where all the houses look the same and, right, we all go this, you know, mm-hmm. And I think we have to we have to fight that. We have yeah. to fight for right what's central is Jesus. But yeah. then in these rhythms of the support of saying, Hey, I need that one who's gone ahead of me to mm-hmm. speak and proclaim to here's yeah. God's goodness, here's how he has got me through. Right. And then also that, oh, even if there's discomfort because I don't know, I'm realizing that like I'm realizing I'm getting older, right? I was student pastor for a while and was recently on a trip and there's stuff where I was like, I know, I don't know like these, like you probably actually know more <laughs> lingo than me. And Only I'm just because like, I've got teenagers in my house, you know, and that's one of those things where it's like, okay, like I am further along, but then when it comes down to it, I still have these conversations because mm-hmm. even though I don't necessarily speak the cool lingo, mm-hmm. I, mean, I can speak of what Jesus has done and how Absolutely. he was faithful then. And so I think even just the heartbeat there. So Judy, thank you for this conversation, just sharing, um, just your heart. Yeah. Um, thank you for your love for, um, yeah, for Jesus and for this yeah. next generation and, um, with where God has entrusted you and just for encouraging us in that mm-hmm. and challenging us to, to step into discomfort, to, to be yeah. attentive to the, the, the leading of the Holy spirit. So absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. 